Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. This is the podcast all about growing your audience, attracting people to your show, giving those people what they want, and developing both a community and business around your podcast. Bigpodcast.com is the website. My name is David Hooper. I've been doing this for a long, long time. And by this, I'm talking about audience growth. Started doing this with musicians and bands, music business stuff, later moving into film and television. And now my focus is how to grow an audience, build a community via audio. It's coming around full circle for me because audio is how I started growing music business audiences 30 years ago. (laughs) Seems like yesterday, but I'm getting old, man. I've seen a lot still in the trenches and I bring both those perspectives to you. Have you ever seen Playboy magazine? If you're my age, you probably have. It's like the best we could get back in the day. (laughs) The centerfolds are legendary. And if you look at the centerfold, what you will see, obviously, photos of the centerfold herself. But you also see, let's call it a fact sheet, a bio, trivia, height, maybe where she was born, favorite pastimes. They ask the same questions every time. One of those questions I'm going to talk about here, and that is, what are your turnoffs? And it's always superficial in something like Playboy. Bad breath, mean people rudeness. I'm like, okay, yeah. It's male fantasy. (laughs) They're not going deep in a Playboy magazine. We're going to go a little bit deeper with the subject of this episode, which is turnoffs from people who are listening to podcasts. Why somebody would listen to your podcast and then suddenly, boop, they're out of there. Before we get to it, this episode is brought to you by Riverside.fm. One of the things that really turns people off is when your audio is not recorded well. People are judging you by how good you sound. And if you want to sound great, Riverside is the leading platform to record studio quality, remote podcast and video, meaning wherever you are right now, you can get great quality audio with a guest, wherever that guest is right now. It records locally, zips those files up into a complete file for you in the cloud. You download it, edit it, publish it. You are good to go. It's used by over 70,000 people. People like Gary V, Guy Raz, Spotify uses it. The New York Times uses it. Riverside is known for its unbelievably high recording quality, regardless of you or your guest internet quality, regardless of where you are in the world. If you want to check it out, they've got a free trial for you. It's enough time for you to do an interview, maybe a couple of interviews. It's at riverside.fm. Check it out. Run it through its paces. See how it works for you. I think you're going to like it. And if you do, I got a discount code for you. Big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, riverside.fm. Check out the free trial, no obligation. If you like it, you want that discount 15% off for as long as you stick it out. That code again, big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All right, let's talk about turnoffs. I saw this on Twitter the other day. This is a tweet from Podchaser. If you're not familiar with Podchaser, it's podchaser.com. You really should be on Podchaser. It is the IMDB, Internet Movie Database, for podcasters, meaning You go there and you're a podcaster. You've got a page for your podcast. You've got a page for all the guesting that you've done, the production that you've done. If somebody's wondering, hey, who works on that podcast? They can go look that podcast up via Podchaser. They're going to see you. It is a very handy tool. It's at podchaser.com. And they're on Twitter. And they asked, what turns you off from a podcast? I'm going to go through some of these and give my comments on them. Beyond the Rut says this, a long form show where everyone's voice is monotone making what could have been an interesting, even life-changing topic feel like it's presented by people who could not care less about that topic. There's something Toastmasters know as vocal variety. 
If you've ever been to a Toastmasters group, they will talk about this. And this is one of those things that when you're a new podcaster, just like when you're a new speaker, you may not be doing as much as you think you are. It is very easy to get behind the mic. You sound like what I refer to as high school morning announcements. Hello, in the cafeteria, we will have meatloaf and potatoes and vitamin D milk. Tomorrow, there's a pep rally at 2.30. You know what I'm talking about because you've heard it. You might've heard it from yourself. And one of the ways that you can get around it is to go into your recording session. And this is one of the reasons that I think you should practice every single day behind the mic and amp it up a little bit. Take it up just as far as you think you can go with the, hey, everybody, DJ voice. Then listen to yourself. You're probably not like, hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast. You're probably not as enthusiastic about everything as you think that you are. That's why we tone it down. We don't want to look like an idiot. We don't want to be that guy with the DJ voice. So my suggestion, turn it up a little bit. Maybe try to be that DJ. Hey, everybody, back it off just a little bit. And then do your thing. You're going to get better and better at this, but the way you get better and better at this is by spending time behind the mic. Now, I've talked about the Sausage Factory formula. It's in my latest newsletter. It's newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And that is reading, that is improvising, that is thinking on your feet. I show exactly how to do this. You can do it right now with any kind of mic, even your mobile phone. Record yourself, play it back, listen. It doesn't have to go out into the world. It ups the stakes a little bit, makes you pay a little bit more attention. If it does go out into the world though, nobody's going to hear it. It's just the fact that they could hear it. So consider that because that is a big turnoff to people. People find podcasts through search. They're excited about the topic and they want somebody who's as excited about the topic as they are. So turn on the mic, hit the recorder, play around with it. Maybe get some feedback from people. You're probably not over enunciating and going as crazy on the mic as you think you are. Leo Allen says this, this is his turnoff. Toxicity, especially overly toxic broism and political toxicity. I have enough to navigate day to day in real life. The last thing I want to do is pile onto it even more with a toxic show. I hear this a lot. I think there's a tendency for co-hosted podcasts, especially when you get two middle-aged white guys, guys like me, to go into that bro mode. With that said, that can happen with two like-minded people of any type. It can happen with two women. It can happen with two liberal people. It can happen with two conservative people. Consider the listener. That's what I will say. It always needs to go back to the listener if this is a podcast that you're recording that is for the listener. If it's just for you, great. The Sausage Factory formula that I talked about a little bit ago, that's a practice podcast, reading, improvising, thinking on your feet. Who cares if anybody listens to it? But if it's for the listener, you need to think about this, this broism. Because a lot of times people go way too deep. They're sitting there in a closet, in a room, maybe it's remotely over something like Riverside.fm and they're not thinking ahead to publishing that conversation and that people are actually going to listen to it. I'm not saying to be fake, but there's a difference between how you talk to your buddies and how you present yourself in a public arena. Inside jokes, not explaining things. That's what I mean by broism. It's not just toxicity, but that toxicity can creep in Something to be aware of because like Leo Allen is saying, it can turn people off. Now a note on that. You do you. You're doing a podcast for people to listen to, but it is up to you to plant that flag and do your podcast. You're not going this way and that way and this way, depending on which way the wind is blowing, depending on what comment that you happen to have gotten that day. 
Don't do that. I'm not saying do that. But you've got to be aware that those inside jokes, that toxicity, sometimes that comes in. It's okay to go a little bit deeper at times, be a little bit more personal. But if people are coming to you for a very specific reason, you cannot do that all the time. You need to stick to that very specific reason that people are coming to you for. Cause of death. (laughs) This reminded me of faces of death. That sounds intense. Poor research, speculation, chit-chat, and poor grammar. I delete a lot of pods. I just heard a podcast from a podcasting company, somebody who's in that business. I was actually just thinking this. Poor grammar is killing you, man. Just like people are judging you by the quality of your audio, instead of I could have gone, say I could have went, you know, little things like that. I got to watch it. I'm a Southerner, man. You ever put two Southerners together? (laughs) Talk about bro culture. The longer we talk, the more twangy it gets, the louder it gets. Hey, man. (laughs) More mumbly. You got to watch that. And obviously, or it should be obvious, it's not, unfortunately. Poor research, speculation, chit-chat. Just because you think that it's true, it does not mean that it is true. If you listen to the big boys, NPR, Vox, these guys have researchers that are fact-checking everything that is said. They take their jobs very seriously. They don't want misinformation to get out. He talks about chit-chat. I talked about that in the last episode. Leave that for the end of the show. Listeners want to know you. They want to know your co-host personally. But get to the point. If listeners want to stay around after that, put it at the end of the episode or have a very specific episode, a separate episode just for that. That's going to help you a lot as far as maintaining your audience. Because again, people want what they want. Podcasts are searched out. People are enthusiastic about the topic. And if you are coming up in those search results, they expect you to talk about the topic that they have searched. Ken, aka Mr. Gentleman, he says this, negative energy, lack of passion, talking over each other. And this is personal for him. He says, I hate it when my co-host on my team show does it to me. Let's go into that negative energy. It goes back into the bro culture, the toxicity, negativity. You came in, maybe you fought a lot of traffic to get to the studio. Maybe you just had a fight with your wife. You got to leave that behind. Once the mic goes on, leave it behind. Think about the audience. We call it compartmentalization. It's not to say you can't keep things real. You can't be a real human. But why are people coming to you? That's what all of these things are coming down to. Why are people coming to you? Probably not that. Not unless they like to hate listen to you. Somebody hates you. Oh man, let me see what went wrong in his world today. There are people like that. You got to be aware of that because that'll fool you. Oh, my listeners are going up. Yeah, because you're telling people all your marriage problems. They like to feel better about themselves by looking at you and how bad your life is. It's like Jerry Springer. If you want to play that game, you can do it. There's plenty of audience out there. Jerry Springer was number one for years. And that material is still very, very popular. A lot of the political stuff. Take a certain group of people. These people aren't doing it right. These people are stupid. These people are idiots. All right, great. I mean, hey, if that's your thing, there are listeners out there. There's something beyond that, though, that's much bigger, much better. It's going to give you much more longevity. Nobody's talking about Jerry Springer in the same way that they're talking about a real journalist, a real talk show, certainly not somebody like Oprah. And look, Oprah started out like that, but she changed when she saw a better path. She saw a more productive path, something that would ultimately give her a lot more attention rather than that easy attention. And if you look at her compared to the people who came along with her, the Geraldos, the Jerry Springers, the Mari Poviches, she's had a lot more impact. She's made a lot more money. That's available to you if you are skillful about it. 
And you can be skillful and still have fun. Lack of passion, do something you're passionate about. If you're not passionate about your show, stop that. What Ken, aka Mr. Gentleman, is saying here is he can tell when you're faking it. One of the things I love about Dave Jackson, you know Dave Jackson, School of Podcasting. If it was Friday night at 11 p.m., and for some reason I just wanted to talk podcasting, I could call up Dave Jackson. Hey, Dave, man, just want to talk about podcasting with you. He'd be, hey, what's up, buddy? (laughs) And he would be as enthusiastic about it as if I called him any other time during the week. This man loves podcasting. That's why he's doing so well. What's your thing? What are you passionate about? You're going to have to record it anyway. I hope you're editing it anyway. Might as well be something that you're passionate about. And as far as talking over each other, this is an issue with remote recording. This is also an issue with in-person recording. Let me start there because that's how I started. There was no remote recording when I started in radio. I mean, there was, but it was definitely not as easy and it was not the norm that it is now. One of the things that my engineer told me And he said, hey, man, I'm just going to let you know this. This is something I was doing. My wife let me know about it. You're doing it, so just be aware of it. He said, you're talking over the guest. I went back, I listened to the tape, and this is another reason for you to listen to the tape. I said, oh my gosh, I am. And the reason that I was, one was a good reason. I was just enthusiastic. What you're just talking about, I was just excited to be talking to these guys. But the other one was, I was scared of dead air. I felt like I had to fill every single thing. So I wasn't real skillful and I didn't yet trust myself to have that next question available when I needed it. So when it came to my mind, I was right there, right there with that next question, not letting people finish, talking over them. It's a thing. It's a thing that we all go through. It's like the monotone that I talked about. Everybody goes through it. So if you're doing this, just think about it. Let people talk, let them finish, pause, and then get to it. If you're nervous about this or since your guests might be nervous about this, You might want to let him know. Say, hey, I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to let you go. You're going to finish. I'm going to make sure you're finished. I'm pausing, thinking of where I want to go next. Then I'm going to ask you the next question. All that's going to be removed in editing. Don't worry about it. It's simply the way that we produce so I can make you sound your best. Maybe you want to let him know ahead of time so he's not nervous and therefore you give yourself a little bit more space to do it that way. As far as remote interviews, this is tricky. This is tricky. You don't have the visual cues if you're doing an audio-only remote interview. Visual cues are nice. When somebody sees me lean into the mic, they know to be quiet. Or when they're leaning into the mic, I know to be quiet. But at the same time, not having those visual cues, if you can stick with audio-only, and this is something that you can do with Riverside.fm, any of the audio-visual remote interviewing platforms, you can do just audio. So don't be afraid to do that. But by not having that visual, it forces you to listen a little bit more. You would think the visual would help. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it's counterintuitive. Sometimes it's a little more like that bro culture conversation. While I'm on this subject, this is something I want you to be aware of. Men, I'm talking to you. We have a tendency to talk over women. I don't know why that is. I know that I'm painting with a broad stroke. Be aware of this. Women are aware of it. If you think I'm exaggerating, ask a woman in your life. She's aware of it. Because what often happens, there are studies that show this, that when men speak up, women shut up. If you're a male host, you're interviewing a woman, that could be cutting off some great material. Again, there are studies that show this. And the way that they did it was actually really interesting. They looked at junior high girls 
and the ones who were going to co-ed schools, and how often they would answer questions when a question was asked. Basically, class participation. Completely different than all-girls schools, single-gender schools. The all-girls school doesn't have guys to compete with. They learn completely differently because they're not guys to talk over them all the time. Anyway, it's just something we've picked up. It's cultural. Not making a judgment on it. I'm just telling you the way that it is. Be aware of it. One of the greatest things that you can do for your guests and also your listeners is let that guest finish. If it turns out to be crazy, say, man, I should have cut that guest off. Cut it out in the edit. That's fine. Didn't say you were going to put it out. I'm just saying let the guest finish when you're talking because if you come in too early, whoop, cut it off. You might miss something really great. I'm going to do one more of these, but I've got several of them. I'm actually going to split these into a multi-part episode. If you want to make sure that you do not miss the next parts, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Go there. I've got three options for you. One for Android, one for iPhone, one for RSS with a boom bonus fourth option. That's a QR code that you can scan. You can get build a big podcast delivered to your phone. Listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. You like to take it with you in the car. You like to take it with you to the gym. I got you, but you got to get on the phone, scan the QR code bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Zuri Berry says this, yo, we don't talk about negative energy enough. I don't mind rants, but I do mind a consistently negative outlook. I think there's something to be said about this. I think you attract the kind of listeners that you are. And if you're running a business, you want listeners that are positive, easy to work with, ready to spend money. You need to be that kind of person. At the beginning of this episode, I talked about starting in the music business, growing the audiences of musicians and bands 30 years ago, the way I was doing it via radio. This is how I got into radio. And something that I've noticed after years and years and years of working in radio and around radio, because a lot of radio, especially talk radio, it is on the negative side. It's political pundits. It's bad news. It's people calling in and bitching about stuff. Morning radio. You go back a few years, and I'm talking about the 80s, the 90s, 2000s even. And even some of these shows today, I'm blown away by the stereotypes that they have with the characters that they bring in, the dumb jokes. It's a something for everyone, lowest common denominator mindset. And it's embarrassing. It's kind of stuff like, hey, we're going to call Willie the homeless guy right now. We got him on the payphone right now. Willie, what are you doing? You sleep in the trash last night? <laughs> that kind of stuff. That was super common back in the 90s, 2000s. Complete bro culture. So I'm going to take it back to that. And this is not something that I made up. This is not something for me to go after the bros. This is not something for me to get on a platform and say, yeah, we got to do this. Yeah, woke men unite, do this. But I think it's something for us to look at because the world is changing. I just took random comments off this Twitter thread. And how many of them are talking about bro culture? How many of them are talking about talking over people? How many of them are talking about negative energy? And remember, these are things that turn people off. This is the reason why somebody would not want to listen to your podcast. If you want to go in that direction, fine. Fine. There's a lot of right-wing hate speech kind of stuff. It is all out there. All they do is complain. They don't present solutions. They like to complain. And if they do present what they call a solution, it involves degrading somebody else. I'm telling you that we are in a different world. Podcasting and podcast listeners, it is different than broadcast radio and the people who just happen to turn the radio on and have nothing better to do and there's nothing better on the other channels so they just tolerate it. We are in a different world. People are actively searching you out. This is what people want. This is why they're going to seek you out. This is why they're going to keep listening to you. This is why they're going to tell your friends. 
This is what's going to make you money. This is what's going to help you grow an audience. Trust me, I see this all the time. Podcasts for clients, I'm working on big podcasts, little podcasts, all sorts of kinds of podcasts. Every single one of these people is wanting to come to me to grow an audience. And one of the foundational elements of growing an audience is what we're talking about here. These turnoffs, we're gonna try to lessen them, but we're not lessening them in the same way that broadcast radio is doing. We're not making something that people tolerate. We are making something that people love because it is a big world. We are not limited to listeners that are in our geographic area. We are not limited to listeners that have a radio that only gets five or six stations. We have listeners that can go anywhere and everywhere, and they do. If we want to attract them, we've got to step up our game. So these are the things that we can do. If you want more from me, I'm going to have more. This is a multi-part episode. So make sure you subscribe, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've talked about the three buttons, Android, iPhone, RSS. I got them. The QR code, I got it. If you want to get in on the conversation, bigpodcast.com, that's where to contact me. So reach out. Let's talk about it. So reach out. Let's make that happen. And I'll see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.